You know what God does? He gifts, he gives us gifts and he gifts us with certain talents and skills. So can we say thank you to our Heavenly Father for gifting these men and women, our worship team, with a gift to worship him. So thankful for you guys. And then we also want to say thank you to all of our technicians, our sound crew, our video crew upstairs. Even our children's ministry, the people who cook tonight, those who clean, all of our volunteers. We want to say thank you for serving God tonight and this entire week. What an incredible, incredible week. You know, I, I hear, you know, Robson who was leading worship. Um, he said, you know, thank you to New Hope Hilo, which we are so grateful that we can be a church that does this for not just the generation today, which, is, which are you guys, but also future generations to come. And because of that, we get to see the legacy of who we believe in live on through the next and next and next generation. So being a church that is able to do this is all about what God is doing and what his spirit is doing. And he uses every single one of us. We're called the body of Christ. I'm so thankful that we're not the head, but we're the body of Christ. He, he leads us and he directs us. You know, the older you get, the more pain you feel. And your mind will say, can. But your body will say, no can. <laughs> and that's okay because Jesus says, can. And his body follows his lead. And only with God can we say we can do all things because it's only through the strength of Jesus that we can do all things. You know, this is our midweek service also. So thank you, Camp Legacy, for allowing us the privilege of coming to your Wednesday night camp. But also, welcome to our midweek service with all of our church members surrounding you. And this is a time where we get to give to God and I'm going to ask our congregants if you do something with me and not, not our legacy camp, uh, but our congregants. We're going to pray over the tithes and offerings, but we're also going to pray over these youth. So I'm going to ask our congregants to stand and we're going to pray together because I truly believe this, that God's spirit, because his spirit dwells in us, the Bible tells us to lift our hands and pray over those uh, that may be sick or going through a difficult time or even for healing that I know that as our congregation we so believe that God is going to do powerful things in the lives of these youth tonight so we're going to pray for those two things our tithes and offerings as well as over this youth uh, these youth so would you bow our heads with me heavenly father we thank you that we get to pray life over these youth over these people that even at an early age, that they would call out to you as their God, that the investment today will definitely pay off for tomorrow. We give to you because we know that you are good. We give to you because we trust you. We give to you because you are faithful. And so we pray your blessing over all these who are here tonight. And we pray for healing, restoration, the spirit of darkness to flee that the spirit of light would shine in their lives in such a way that they would see their God-given potential. 
And so we pray your spirit over them. We ask for your anointing over them. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen. Go ahead, ushers. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you for doing that. You know, as the ushers go out tonight, uh, we get to not only hear from the word of God, but we as the body of Christ, we get to participate in some things tonight. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of an interactive kind of thing tonight. Don't worry, you're not going to do anything uh, where you're going to be singled out or anything like that. But our camp speaker, Pastor Marcus, uh, has a powerful word. And this I know because anytime we preach the word of God, it is powerful. It is very powerful. The message is in the messenger, but it comes from the Messiah and is going to be delivered to all of us. Uh, both pastors, uh, Marcus and his wife, Star, are here with us tonight. I just want to say, Star, thank you so much for your strong support. And I, I just want to honor you uh, with our church too. So could you stand and can we say thank you to Star, uh, Pastor Marcus's wife. And, and, and being a pastor, Star, as a pastor's wife and as a pastor, I, I think sometimes the, the spouse, and in this case as the wife, sometimes you don't get recognized, not enough, because that's not why you do this, but, and Pastor Marcus is nodding because he knows that a lot of the spiritual battles you, you are doing with him, and sometimes it's only the pastor that's seen that people will recognize, but God sees you, and I want to let you know that, that he sees you and we all see you, so thank you for the sacrifices that you make for your family. We really appreciate you. We want to welcome up Pastor Marcus as he comes and shares the word of God. Can we welcome him up? Praise God. Thank you, man of God. Bless you, sir. How's everyone doing this evening? Praise the Lord. Now, that was really weak, I just want you to know, so let's try that again. How's everyone doing this evening? There we go. There we go. Man, I am so excited to be here. Hey, before we get into this, Pastor Sheldon and Pastor Heidi, they are absolutely amazing people. Ever since my wife and I had the privilege of first meeting them, we have been so blessed by who they are. And I know that you, as the congregation of New Hope here, I know that you are completely blessed by them. Can we do this? Because I know Legacy Camp is also blessed by them. Can we give it up for the pastors of this house, Pastor Sheldon and Pastor Heidi? Thank you guys so much. Praise God. Praise God. I'm so excited to get into the Word tonight. How many of you had a great time who were here? How many of you had a great time last night? Anybody out there at all? Good, 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 good. Well, listen, really quickly, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Marcus Ellington, and I come all the way from beautiful North Carolina to be with you in beautiful Hilo. This is amazing. Yes. Now, let me tell you this, my time clock inside is a little messed up. So around 3 p.m., I start nodding off, you know. I feel like I'm, I'm growing older a little quicker than I usually do. But I tell you this, it has been nothing but high energy here. So it's a little easier to stay awake. How many say amen to that, right? Let me tell you, when, when you get to be my age, and some of you are looking at me like, whatever, right? But when you get to be my age, you look at the youth and you're like, man, I wish I had that energy again. Well, come hang around youth. Volunteer with youth in your church. I guarantee you, you'll get some of that youthful vigor back, and it'd be really good for a lot of you. And if you're asleep, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Well, listen to this. I want to do something that we do. We started yesterday. And we're going to keep doing every night. I want to ask everyone in the house to do something with me. If you brought a Bible today, can you hold your Bible up nice and high? Nice and high. There we go. Good, good, good. 
Oh, I like this. I like this. The youth are showing you up. Come on, guys. There we go. We're going to say something together. This is a Bible declaration. We got this right out of the scripture. We know in the book of John, chapter number 10, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And he tells us that the good shepherd has sheep and that his sheep hear his voice. And that's us. We want to declare this in faith. So I want you just to repeat, not repeat, but actually say it with me. Let's say this loud. Let's say it together. Ready? Go. I am a child of God. He speaks to me and I hear his voice. So I open my heart to hear God speak through his word today. Go ahead and open your Bibles with me to the book of Proverbs chapter number four. Proverbs chapter number four. Praise God. Oh, this is going to be good. I love what Pastor Sheldon said. We can say that it's going to be powerful because we know that anytime we preach from the word of God, it's powerful. Praise God. So we've been talking about mirrors Mirrors. By a show of hands, how many of you like to look in the mirror? Yeah, just as I thought. When I was younger, it was a little easier to look in the mirror. As I grow a little older, I see things now. And I recognize that wasn't there a few years ago. In fact, here's the cool thing. I love having this beard, right? Growing a beard, I think, is like a manly thing. The problem with this, when you start growing out a beard, you start noticing things. Like gray hairs. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Every now and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, what is that shining in my beard? It's not beard oil, it's a gray hair. <laughs> so I'm not to the point yet where I just let them grow. I pluck them out and get out of rebuke you, grays, in Jesus' name. You got to go, right? My wife was the first one who pointed out one of these grays. This was actually some years ago. We're riding, we're in Atlanta after one of our Foursquare conventions. We're having a great time. And we're driving on this bus because, you know, we, we flew into Atlanta and we're going to see some of the sights. And for some reason I brought up gray hair. She goes, well, you have gray hair. And I said, cut it out. <laughs> You're right. And she goes, no, you do. I said, where? She's like, right here. And she pointed like to this region over here, right? And she's like, there's a gray hair. I'm like, that's lint. Cut it out, you know, cut it out. She's like, no, it's gray. I said, pull it, watch, pull it. And she pulled it and I felt the pain, but I didn't want to admit it. I'm like, yeah, that's lint. <laughs> she's like, no, that's a gray. I'm like, okay, we got to get that out of here right now in the name of Jesus. But they keep multiplying, okay? Pray for me. They're coming, they're coming, but I don't want to keep them. Listen to this. Looking in the mirror is something that we all have to do or that we all should do. We should look in the mirror because honestly, the mirror is a reflection of who we are. Looking in the mirror is important. Last night, we did something very simple. We had three mirrors up here. They're about four and a half, five feet tall. And, and, and the mirrors represented the mirrors that each of us have in our lives. We all have a mirror of, or we could say a lens, or the way God sees us. We all have a mirror of the way we see ourselves. And we all have a mirror of the way other people see us. And it was interesting because on these mirrors that we had up here, we had some words written. How many of you know sometimes when you start comparing yourself against the world, you begin to hear things from people that may not be the most positive. Some of you this may resonate with. Some of us may have heard words like useless, unlovable, that you'll never be good enough. Here's one that I bet many of us have heard that we weren't even wanted in the first place. Truth of the matter is the world will begin to shine things on us or cast things on us that God says, no, 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 no. But the problem is, as we listen to the world, we then begin to believe those things about ourselves. So not only is the world telling us that we don't measure up, but then we begin to tell ourselves we don't measure up. We begin to come into agreement with what the word says and says, or what the world says, excuse me, and we begin to say things like, they're right. I'll never be good enough. They're right. I'm not lovable. 
They're right. I'm not the kind of person who has the right personality to, to achieve much in life. Maybe I wasn't wanted. Maybe I shouldn't be here. But see, I'm coming to tell you today that God's word says something completely different about you. See, God is your creator. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, creator. God is the one who made you. Look at your other neighbor and say, manufacturer. See, I don't know about you, but I have an iPhone 10, right? And I like iPhones. We've been having iPhones for a while now. They're just super, super cool. There's something about them. They integrate so well across all the devices. I'm hooked on Apple right now, right? The problem is if my Apple device is malfunctioning, I never take my Apple device to my refrigerator seller or wholesaler. I never go to, to JCPenney's or Sears and say, can you fix my phone? I don't go to my dentist if my elbow's hurting. Can you, have, can you have a look at this? Just, just throw it under the x-ray, we'll lay it back on the chair, whatever it takes. It just doesn't make any sense. The dentist is very skilled in teeth, but they have no clue about my elbow. You see, when I want to go to get my phone fixed, the best place I can go is to the one who made it. Because I recognize they have the blueprints. They're the ones who designed this thing from the inside out. They have the engineering plans. If I take it to them, they can diagnose it and say, I know exactly what the problem is, replace it with original manufactured parts from that company and get my phone working as if it was brand new. The problem with us is the world is not our creator and God is, yet when we're having issues inside, we run to the world to try to fix us. Can you tell me what's wrong with me? Can you tell me why I feel this way? And let me just be completely blunt and honest with you. If you keep listening to the world, they're going to keep leading you down a path of destruction. The Bible says that this whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we instead turn to God and say, oh God, you're my manufacturer. You're the one who created me. What do you say about me? You're the only one who knows what I can really do. You're the only one who knows what my true potential is. And Lord God, I need you to show me. How many of you, by a show of hands, have found Proverbs chapter 4? Tonight, I want to talk to you about the mirror of your heart. The mirror of your heart. Listen to this before we read Proverbs chapter 4. In Proverbs 27, 19, it says something interesting. Listen to this. It says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Listen to this verse. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. We're talking about the mirror of the heart. Proverbs chapter 4, look down at verse number 20. Listen to the wisdom here. It says, my son, we could say my children, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Listen to verse 23. Above all else. Guard your heart for everything. Look at your neighbor and say everything. everything. For everything you do flows from it. Oh, man. The New King James Version says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart springs or flows the issues of your life. Look at your other neighbor and say, girl, you got issues. Yeah. <laughs> We got issues. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, I don't care who you are, how tall you are, how fast you run, how popular you are, how much you talk. <laughs> you got issues. And listen to what the Bible says. Guard your heart 
Guard and protect your heart above all else, for everything that you do flows from your heart. It goes on to say, keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. I told you last night that my wife and I served in the United States Air Force and we actually absolutely enjoyed it. We loved serving our country. What a privilege and honor. But I think we had one of the coolest jobs ever. So Star and I both had the same job. That's actually how she met. I'm a California boy. She's from o- Oahu. So we come together. How? In Montana, of all places, where we were both stationed in the military. And, and when we met there, it was so cool because we had this job. We worked with what we call ICBMs. And ICBMs are intercontinental ballistic missiles. These are nuclear weapons that are housed in various areas in the states that can literally shoot and hit anywhere in the, on the globe within 30 minutes. I mean, these are weapons of mass destruction. We got to work underground in the silos and make sure that anything that was necessary to keep that missile system operational, we would maintain. An amazing job. Super cool, super crazy, but super cool, right? Now check this out. I remember when I first began to read in Proverbs chapter 4, and I began to see this verse about guarding your heart with all diligence, the Lord began to show me something. How many of you, by a show of hands, believes that it's okay to not have any security around our nuclear weapons? Anybody think that that's cool? We should have no fences, no security guards, just let anybody kind of come in and take a tour whenever they want. Wouldn't that be neat? No, not, not really, right? Let me tell you, you want to talk about security? These things are super secure. I won't go into all the details, but listen to this. If, if there is a team transporting a nuclear warhead for one of these ICBMs to one of the silos, literally, there's this caravan of people that are traveling. There's security in front and behind. There's a helicopter that's traveling. Let's say we're traveling down and there's a train coming that would cause this whole convoy to have to stop. How many of you know you don't, you don't just sit at the traffic light with a nuclear weapon in the back? That's just not usually what you do. You know what happens if a train is coming, the helicopter flies out in advance, lands itself low, it brings itself low enough to stop the train so that this nuclear weapon convoy can continue going on to reach its destination. There is the utmost security. In fact, I remember one time we didn't authenticate properly. You know, you're down there working and things and you might forget. <laughs> That's kind of weird, but sometimes you forget. Well, every hour on the hour, you have to authenticate and make sure like, hey, you're, you're supposed to be there. Well, this happened multiple times. I wasn't in charge of that. Nevertheless, it happened. Check this out. One time I'm going up the ladder to get some parts from the truck, and I peep my head out of this hole, and we are surrounded. Talk about being surrounded, right? We are surrounded by military personnel, and they all have their weapons drawn. Right at the front gate, there's a Humvee, and the guy on the Humvee is just ready. And I peep my head out, and I go, <laughs> immediately, right? Like, oh, no, this is not good. So I yelled out to my team chief. I'm like, oh, man, this is not, we call it getting jacked up. We're about to get jacked up. He's like, oh, I forgot to authenticate. Yeah, we'll deal with him later, right? So all of a sudden we start hearing, everyone in there, come on out now. Now, this is not the time to play tough. So we immediately come out. We're like, oh, my goodness. Everyone with your hands up. So we're standing in a line with our hands up. Reach in your right pocket with your right hand and grab your military identification card. Yes, sir, right? And you're, you're reaching down to grab your stuff. You're like, I just don't want to get shot. But as you're looking, you think, I know that guy. And never mind. Let me just get my card out, right? <laughs> you grab your card out, and you're holding it like this. And you're, you're trying not to tremble too much. Then they send one of the security police in, and they check. They call everyone's ID and just to verify that you're supposed to be there. And then at the end, they're like, all right, guys, you're good to go. All right. Get back to work. Let me go change my shorts first, right? I'll be back. 
Oh my goodness, right? This is serious. This is serious security. Why? Because they recognize that this is a weapon of mass destruction. If it falls into the wrong hands, it will cause mass destruction. As I was reading Proverbs chapter 4, the Lord began to reveal to me, keep, guard, protect your heart with all diligence for out of your heart, Marcus, not out of your wife's heart, not out of your pastor's heart, not even out of the worship leader's heart, out of your heart, Marcus, flow the issues, the boundaries, the borders of your life. How far you go in the right things, how far you go in the wrong things are determined by the condition of your heart. And God says, you need to protect that heart with everything you can. Well, the question that most of us would ask is, well, how do we do that? How do we protect our hearts? Well, listen to what he says again here in Proverbs chapter 4. My son or my children, pay attention to what I say. How many of you have been, your parents maybe have been talking, and they're they're going on, and you're like this. (laughs) And your mom says, are you even listening? You, oh, huh? What was that, mom? Yes, you're there. Words are going in, but you're not giving any attention to those words. Notice what he says. Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do I have any dog lovers in the building? That was kind of a delayed reaction. (laughs) Any cat lovers in the building? Go ahead and keep those hands up so we can pray. Usher, somebody pray. Pray, okay? Dog lovers. All right. Check this out. We used to have a boxer. His name was Koa. He was really cool, but he was super high energy. But every once in a while, he'd be laying down asleep. And it's kind of cool because if you make a noise, dogs are weird sometimes. Like if they don't feel like getting up, they hear something, they may not jump to attention. This dog, he was laying there asleep. All his well's ears are just kind of hanging. And if you hear his noise, he'd do this, right? And his ears kind of move around like a radar. Right right back to sleep. Listen, this is what the scripture is telling us. Incline your ear, perk your ear, incline your ear to what the word of God is saying. It goes on to say this, do not let those words out of your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Wait, 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 wait. Pay attention to what's being said. Turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your, oh, wait, wait. My ears, wait, wait, wait. My eyes my heart. I'm seeing something here. What I incline my ear to, what I let fall into my eyes, end up in this depository called my heart. So what I'm listening to, who I'm listening to, what I'm watching, listen to this, who I'm watching, those things fall into your heart. And it's from your heart that your life is determined. The way your life functions is determined by what you let in your heart. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is he trying to say, like, you know, we should, like, change the things we watch? Maybe not listen to the same things? I'm not trying to say it at all. That's what I'm saying. You know why I'm saying it? Because that's what the Word is saying. I remember when I first gave my life to Jesus. How many of you know you don't, you don't get, get, give your life to Jesus, and yes, inside you become brand new, but nothing really changes on the outside yet. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, give my life to Jesus as a black man, and then all of a sudden, yes, Lord, I surrender. I woke up, and I'm a Mexican now, right? I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> arriba, arriba, right? That, that, I did, that didn't happen. That, that's not how this works. See, what happened was I gave my life to Jesus, and and his spirit came inside, and my spirit became alive again. I'm born again, but my flesh was still there with the same patterns and customs it was used to. Still had the same friendships and things. 
So I started noticing something as I listened to certain radio that I was used to listening to, certain songs, watch certain videos, talk to certain people. I kept speaking the same way because that's what was going in my ears and falling in my heart. I kept watching the same things. So guess what? The things that I was watching were starting to play out in my life. Why? Because that's what I was allowing in my heart. I want you to see something, something so simple. Somebody tell me what this is. You're wrong. It's an ostrich egg. No, it's, it's a ping pong ball. Yes. So these are ping pong balls, and these ping pong balls are going to represent something for us tonight. These ping pong balls are going to represent trash. Raise your hand if your duty at home is to take out the trash. My wife is so good. That's one of my duties at home, to take out the trash. But my wife, she doesn't like saying the same things over and over. So like if the trash is getting full, and maybe I'm over here doing something else, She'll just come over doo, 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 and start taking the trash bag out and things. And I hear this ruckus and I look over and I'm like, what are you doing? That's my job. She's like, well, you weren't doing it. I was going to do it next. <laughs> it was on my list, right? Give me a chance. How many of you know trash, if you let it sit, it gets really stinky. <laughs> my kids are out of diapers and I say, praise God. But when they were in diapers, we had those, what are those things called, the diaper genie? Ooh. You just drop this toxic stuff in there over and over, and then you close the top like it's all supposed to stay contained. The problem is when you go to put the next diaper, you step, whoa, whoa, what was that? What? <laughs> right? Trash is not good. But look at this is what begins to happen in our life. Let's say that this represents our heart. Sometimes what happens is we, we, we start putting a little trash in our heart. I want to watch that show. I mean, I, I know there's some cursing and maybe a little nudity and <laughs> infidelity and, you know, just some wickedness in general, but I really, really like it. In fact, Netflix lets me binge watch, so I'm going to watch a lot of it. And, uh, and you know what they even did? They, they took away the, they, they put on there, like, I can skip the intro so I can watch it a lot faster now. Like, it's so super cool, you know. It reminds me of the story of the little girl who wanted to have a sleepover with her friends, so she invited them all over, and her dad and her mom were there, and her dad got excited and said, hey, girls, I know you're going to watch a movie. I'm going to make you guys some brownies, so go ahead and get comfortable, and, and I'll have the brownies out in about 30, 40 minutes. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. I love brownies, right? So dad goes in there. He's whipping these things up, and you guys know how it is. When somebody makes brownies in your house, oh, Jesus, right? First, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes to sneak in when my, mom, my wife is baking. My mom, sorry. Do you know how I really think? <laughs> I sneak in when my wife is baking, and, and, and if she's not looking, I'll just get my finger in there. <laughs> Brownies are coming, right? That's me. Well, well, they're in there doing their thing, getting ready for the movie, and Dad is in there chefing up these brownies, and they can start to smell them, and they're excited. And, and before you know it, Dad comes out and he's like, girls, here are your brownies, and they are so excited. They're grabbing cups of milk, and they're just grabbing their brownies, putting them on the plates, and they hit play on the movie. They fast forward through the credits or skip the credits. They're ready to go, and as they go to take the first bite, the dad says, wait, 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 wait. And just like that, it gets super silent. Everyone's like, what, Dad? You're tripping. You're embarrassing me, right? And Dad's like, oh, girls, you're going to love these brownies. Let me tell you how I made them, right? And you can imagine the daughter's like, Dad, you're acting weird. That's enough, right? <laughs> Uh, so now they're, they're here and they take the brownie. Okay, well, I put a little bit of, of this special chocolate that mom just bought from the store. And I know you guys like walnuts, so I threw a little extra walnuts in there. And we bought this special cream that you can use in replace of milk. It's amazing. And they're like, oh, dad, can we eat them? Can, is it okay? And he's like, oh, 
my favorite ingredient I added in there. I went out in the backyard and, 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 and I, I knew you guys were watching this movie and, and I remember you told me what the movie was, so I looked it up and it had a little bit of cussing in it and, and a little bit of nudity in it. So you know what I did? I thought, that's just a little bit. So I went outside and, and put a glove on and grabbed a little poop from the dogs <laughs> and I just threw it in the brownies and all the girls were like, oh, dad, why would you do that? Why would you? And he goes, well, wait, 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 wait. You care so much about what you'd put in your mouth but you care less about what you put in your heart? You see, the truth of the matter is we think, oh, it's just a TV show. Oh, it's just a little radio. It's just the song. I mean, it's, this is the jam. Like, this is what everybody's listening to, right? But the Lord says, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Because out of your heart flow the issues. That word issues literally means the borders or the boundaries of your life. So like I said earlier, how far you will go, good or bad, is determined by what you allow in your heart. So we start letting a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And before you know it, we're so desensitized that we just say, I'll take all of it. And then we say these famous words, that doesn't affect me. That's for the weak Christians, you know. <laughs> but me over here, I'm serious about this thing. And before you know it, your heart is full of trash. Psalm chapter 119, the longest psalm, the psalmist is talking about the Word of God. And he asks a simple question. He says, how can a young person cleanse their way? And he answers the question. He says, by taking heed to the word of God. How do you clean out a heart that is completely full of trash? You start flooding it with something different. Now notice I said flooding because if I just do this, oh, here, Sunday, next Sunday, oh, I'm gonna skip this Sunday because my friends wanna go to the beach. <laughs> Another Sunday. How long do you think that's gonna take to fill this thing up. I don't understand. I'm going to church all the time. Good night. Three times in the last three years. This doesn't make any sense. Why is all this still in my heart? I don't get it. Okay, Christmas. Easter. <laughs> How many of you know you are outnumbered? The word is outnumbered in your heart. See, but when you say, you know what? I'm going to cut off the trash and turn on the pure water of the word. I'm not talking about a, a, a drippy faucet. I'm talking about a fire hose. You got a heart full of gunk, and you just say, you know what? Come on, Lord, have at it, right? And the Lord starts doing this thing, and, and all of a sudden, all this junk just starts getting out and getting out. It can't stay. It can't stay. I said you can't stay, okay? <laughs> before you know it, before you know it, your heart is so pure and full of the word. Listen, whatever's in your heart will come out of your mouth. Jesus says this, a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears, I'm gonna kick this off the stage because I don't wanna have that kind of luck to where I just trip over a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> Good tree bears good fruit, bad tree bears bad fruit. You don't go get good fruit from a bad tree. It just does not work. 
You don't go to a banana tree and pick off an orange and start peeling it and eating it. Whatever that tree is, that's the fruit it will produce. So notice, an indicator of what's in your heart is what comes out of your mouth. (laughs) It got real quiet in this church. (laughs) An indicator of what's in your heart is what comes out of your mouth. So this here is a water balloon. Some lucky person is going to get hit with it. I'm just joking. (laughs) When I was a kid, man, this was the game of choice right here. Water balloons. See, but here's the cool thing. These are like the little ones that 